welcome to the Midlife Gamers, the show about two guys in their 30s talking video games. My name is Corey Beasley. Joining me, as always, on controller number two is my good buddy Ashton Strong. Yo. But wait, but wait, we had it's to plug more. in. Con- we had to plug in controller number three because we have a special guest today. Joining us tonight is the meme mage himself, the PC master, Jerry Sorrentino. Jerry, how are you tonight, my friend? Hello, doing Jerry. Good, guys. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate no problem, it. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've known, I've known Jerry pretty much almost just as long as I've known Ashton. Um, I don't know how long you two have known each other, though. It's been the same amount of time. I think so. Pretty much. Probably going back like yeah. t- over 20, 20 years now? No. 20, no, not 20 years. No, no. I was like, no. I was like, seven, like I was 17 when I met Jerry. 15 plus, probably. I don't know. Yeah, probably like, I would say right around 16. That's how long me and Tasha have been together. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that makes sense. It makes sense. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go around and ask everybody how your week's doing. Ashton, what you been up to this week? Um, I've been streaming some Bloodborne, and, uh, yeah, that drives me crazy. It just drives me up the wall. Besides that, you know, basic stuff, playing some Vita here and there. Playing the Vita again? You busted out the Vita? I'm playing Golden Abyss. I want to clean up some trophies, if, you know, not that. I'm, I'm setting up a bunch of recordings for exclusive content for YouTube, too. And a lot of those videos are going to go up relatively soon. Whole playlists just for YouTube. And including a game soon I will be playing Control. But besides that, you know. Nice. Very nice, dude. Very nice. Um, I have been playing a lot of games myself. I uh, have been having a hard time sticking it to one specific game to stream this past week. I've been jumping between... Ghost, Fall Guys, NHL, Sekiro, and now Evil Within 2. Um, other than that, I have been making some YouTube videos myself for the channel. Uh, I'm going to be putting up some tutorials here on how to basically get yourself streaming if you're on a budget. You know, you don't necessarily need to have fancy equipment. You don't need to have a $500 webcam or a stream deck or anything like that to get yourself started. Um, would, you, would you look at that? Yeah. I'm also on a budget. <laughs> I, think, it, I think both of us are. <laughs> how convenient that we would be putting putting something up on our channel yeah um but this uh this episode here uh we wanted to bring in uh jerry uh just because jerry is a good friend of ours and he has a pretty pretty extensive background be uh with building pcs um if you looked on our facebook page and uh um, you look at the picture that we just posted with the episode note uh you'll see his system that he set up jerry how many uh how many monitors do you have now too many six i used to run eight but my neck was hurting and i'm not even joking about that <laughs> so like what do you like what are you running for a gpu to run all that um i was at one point running two 1080 ti's uh and right now i kind of went down to a 5600 uh, xt oh okay uh, all right did you end up getting that uh the mini fridge put together mm, kind of kind of i mean i got it on the air right now i'm gonna be liquid cooling it soon Nice, so, nice. Yeah. Uh, how much of a pain in the ass is the process of liquid cooling it? I'm not going full custom. I'm doing all in one loops. So it's already pre-made, all put together. I just got to slap it on, one on the GPU and the other one on the uh, processor. 
Nice, nice. Um, do you, uh, I wanted to ask you, do you happen to remember what your very first PC was that you built? Do you want me to go get it? <laughs> I don't necessarily get it. I'm just curious what the specs are on it. Yes. Um, I think it was 2005. It's got a high school. It was a Intel Q6600 2.6 gigahertz quad core uh, Intel Duo. Uh, DDR2, <laughs> DDR2, yeah. 2066, and at the time it had a hard drive of a Raptor X, 10,000 RPMs. Yeah, and it had SSDs back then. Blazing speed. <laughs> so in comparison, like modern computers, we're like, yeah, whatever. Back in 2005, crisis. That was, yeah. One crisis. One crisis. One. <laughs> That was the standard. Could it run Crisis One? <laughs> yeah, it was the first time AMD did Crossfire Two. So, <laughs> um, so aside from that, Jerry is also known for being quite the uh, the meme master. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. He, uh, do you ever go check out his any social is that media a meme? anywhere? Wait, hold on. <laughs> yes, yeah, see, right there. He's, he's a meme lord right, right here. <laughs> so for anybody who's going to be listening to this episode when it goes up on Spotify and every place else, uh, Jerry has a meme toy. It's SpongeBob. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Jerry, do you still have the, the website that you had? Wasn't it like saltyjerry.com? Yes, i got to renew the website itself. Okay. But, um, yeah, if you go to www.facebook.com slash Jerry, it's on there on Facebook. Nice, nice. So yeah, definitely go and check that out. If you like your memes, which I know pretty much everybody does. If Everyone you don't, does. If, if you don't like memes, I don't, I don't know if you're human. I mean, so. it's the number one place I steal my memes from. So I don't know about you. <laughs> you what? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There's, there's, there's plenty of times that like I've seen something that Jerry has posted, and it's like, Yoink. <laughs> yep. No, no, I'm, I'm glad people do that because, hey, I'm doing the same thing too. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one's making memes. So before we go on here, we got to bounce <clears throat> back to my two truths and a lie. So Ashton, I don't know if you remember what they were. And Jerry, I'm not sure if you listened to the last episode to catch what they were. But I'm gonna... I mean, he does listen. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, hey, he's got kids. I got kids. I understand. Like, you know, it takes time I, I to did catch up to him today. <laughs> today. <laughs> See? There you go. He's prepared. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't remember personally. OK, well, I do. So I'm going to start with number one was at the arcade oh and by the way ashton in the last episode you and i couldn't remember what the arcade and cross gates was called cyber station oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i remember it was like i got you i remember yep. what they were yep um so number one was at cyber station i ended up winning a 200 dollars star wars lego set by answering three really freaking easy trivia questions uh, number two was I had broken the glass on a, uh, like, it was like a pinball like machine, but it was flat across. I forgot what the game was, but the tabletop was, was glass. And I was sitting on it during a DDR tournament, watching a bunch of people, you know, compete in the tournament. And while I was sitting there, the glass ended up shattering and I fell into the machine, surrounded by glass and everything else. And then number three was I surprisingly took first place in an initial D tournament. Which one's mm. the lie? I'm going to go with Tokyo Drift. 
Jerry, do you have a guess at all? <laughs> I want to go with a pinball, just because it sounds like a really good story. So, the pinball story is actually true. That, that was true. I was sitting there during a DDR tournament, sitting on it, and the thing smashed. And the Lego set was true. Uh, ah, Ashton got it. It was Tokyo uh, <laughs> Drift. <laughs> as good as I was at Initial D, I always got crushed in the tournaments. Um, Initial D is probably the only racing game, aside from when I worked in the NASCAR Silicon Motor Speedway, that I was actually halfway decent at. Um, I like playing racing games. I just suck at them. So, but um, but yeah. So we got that one. Um, Ashton. Yes. We had a winner for our contest. We did have a winner. So for everyone who knows, and thank you for everyone who posted pictures of the Gosushima photo contest, but we have a winner, Mel Serena, uh, Serano, sorry. Um, I butchered your name. It's like Melacor too. And I, Mel, I'm sorry. I'm so, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, but you had an awesome, awesome um, picture. Uh, he's, like in Act Two of Ghost, still he wants to take it slow, steady, do all the side quests first, which is actually how I played. Um, and for for what he's gonna do with the card, we gave him a twenty dollar gift card for PSN. Everyone, uh, he might put it towards Final Fantasy VII Remake or the My Hero Fighter Academy Two, I believe. Oh, but, did you find another Wii Bastion? Uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed pretty nice too. Like he he lives out in California. Uh, he has a decent enough job. Seems like a decent enough guy. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, out there. He also made sure to share uh, that he got it from us and to share watching the podcast tonight too. So nice. much appreciation. Nice. Well, thank you, thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. So I think it's time to dive into the news. Because we actually have some breaking news. This just in. Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021. Shocking. <laughs> when you're like, hey, here's a game and everyone shits on it. Shocking that it's delayed. Um, I'm wondering how much of a death blow this is going to be to xbox um i mean i shouldn't say death blow but this is the game that they were riding on with the xbox series s coming out or not xbox series s xbox series x that's Uh, later news yeah that's later news see i'm getting ahead of myself here (laughs) um so just because like you and i both watched the 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 showcase there and it seemed like the only thing that they had that like had any weight to it for them to show off was Halo. While it wasn't that impressive, in my personal opinion, they spent a lot of time on Halo because they knew that, like, okay, this is what we're going to need to sell the console. Like, this is this is our exclusive. Now, I know they're doing the whole, it's going to be on Game Pass, and you're going to be able to play it on your PC and, and everything else. But to sell this console, you need an exclusive for that console to have a good launch. And now, being with this being pushed to 2021, I don't know if that's a really good good thing to happen at this time or this stage with the console coming out in what now three months yeah it's not a good move but i mean honestly i don't think it needs much work in my opinion so it must be some of the back of the house issues they might have or something because like yeah like 
graphical touch-ups probably don't take up that much work to delay it past your launch window. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. What do you I'm, think, Jerry? Yeah, Jerry. What's what, what's your take on it? Have you have you been keeping up with uh, what's going on with with Xbox and their their apparent move to like really satisfy both console and PC gamers? Um, the Game Pass I find is a very very interesting idea. So I know you said it before, but being able to get a part of the PC market along with the console market, I think it's a phenomenal thing. At the same point, too, as you said, it's also a double-edged sword. So <laughs> if you have a PC and you can play the same games, what's the point of buying a console? Right, right. And it's like now that they're, they've are they released even more platforms that the uh, that the Game Pass is going to be on. I mean, we just talked about it on the, uh, on the last podcast there that it's going to be available on Android devices. I mean, when the Note 20 launches and um, I think the... Uh, it's the Flip 2, I think is what they're coming out, the Galaxy Flip 2. Um, both of them are going to launch with three months of Game Pass already on the service. So, like, like I just don't don't know what that uh, what that means for Microsoft, you know, going forward as a console developer. But aside from them doing this, they're going to be releasing another console aside from the Xbox Series X. They're going to be dropping the Xbox Series S as confirmed by a controller leak that came out on Twitter. Um, mm. There was a picture that was uh, that leaked out that had a white controller. And on the side where it said that basically what this controller was going to work with, it said Xbox Series X slash S. So we now know that there is definitely going to be an S version of the console. My question is, what is the S? Is, is, that, like, is that what the smaller one is going to be? Or is, or is this just going to be like, oh, we're just going to bring back the Xbox One and call it just the no, Xbox Series no. S? <laughs> I mean, they, they're, they're terrible with uh, secrets. Like um, mm-hmm. the whole uh series x thing like a lot of their specs and like the idea of them putting out a new console was leaked roughly two years ago Mm -hmm. um i mean this isn't surprising people have seen the picture it's a little white thing with no disc slot yep i'm sure that is accurate to what they're doing yeah and that's what i was thinking too I mean, it's it's Microsoft at this point now. They're kind of unpredictable with with what yeah. they're doing. I mean, and I've said it before. They're they're trying to be innovators. They're trying to be quote unquote game changers. I mean, here's the thing though, if they just waited, and was like, all this Game Pass stuff will be there at launch, but like for certain aspects of the Series X, if they just waited three months, let the holiday window pass for the Series X, focus on promoting that, and then was like, hey, we're doing this from here on. This is the plan going forward for 2021. Mm-hmm. That mo- would have been a much smarter move on their part instead of just being like, eh, we got a console. <laughs> I guess. Hey. <laughs> Play Halo next year. Like, <laughs> well, that's my thing. It's like you know, I think a lot of people were gonna grab a new Xbox because of Halo, and now you got enough people who are just like, okay, well, I can wait, or yeah. just, um, or I could just build a PC during the holiday season and then get it when it comes out on PC. <laughs> Jerry sure. agrees with me on that one. <laughs> 
PC I'm, master ace over here. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like, like, what would stop you? Because I mean, in this day and age, you could build a halfway decent gaming PC for, for cheap, super cheap. Like, you know, something just a little bit more than what it's going to cost you for one of these next gen consoles. So, seven hundred bucks could get you a good pre-build off of Amazon. Just off of Amazon, yeah. pre-built. You can <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's saying no. Hey, hey, Jerry's hey. saying no. I got, my, I got my computer last year off of Amazon for $800, so a little bit more. But, I mean, I could play everything on Ultra. So, Ashton, what happened hey. a couple months ago? Yeah, that was because of I'm blaming PSO. I got, I did upgrade my my uh, graphics card, my rent. Look. <laughs> mistakes were made ashton's philosophy don't blame the player blame the game <laughs> have you do you pso2 when it released literally was like hey can i uninstall this off of my computer your windows be like nah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> like do i have a choice in this matter nah <laughs> fuck you like okay Destroyed computers. Ashton just made this show officially not safe for work. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, good job. You're allowed no, one. You're, not to swear. You allow, you, you're allowed one f bomb. One. Well, we're, just we're, one. We're on episode seven, and frankly enough, the PSO2 launch off a of Windows Store destroyed my computer. So I had to reformat after that, and frankly enough, no slack, no no quarter given. <laughs> No, I mean, like, it, with with PC gaming these days, I mean, like you said, like, you can get a halfway decent rig. And you, I mean, you can't expect it to, I mean, Ashton, like, I mean, I know you're running on ultra settings on your stuff, but, like, mm -hmm. you can't expect that with every build that's out there. And especially if you're getting, like, pre-built machines off Amazon or, or wherever, obviously. Well, I'm saying at the time. At the time, I did get ultra off of the newest games at in that window. It didn't last. I did have to upgrade my <laughs> graphics card like a near, like nearly a year later. But I'm just saying. Well, that was like that was like me. Like I'm my desktop is super old still. I mean, it's like probably going on nine years old now. And well, no, actually seven years old. Yeah, it's like seven years old. But I mean, it's got it's got an i7 in it, but it's an i7 4790, so it's an older i7 mm -hmm. processor. Um, I've got I've got 64 gigs of RAM, but it's DDR3. <laughs> uh, I just upgraded to a uh, SSD in it, and um, I put in a 1660 Super graphics card in there mm -hmm. and like you know on the box i'm looking at it, it's like 4k gaming i'm mm -hmm. like yeah let's do this and it's like yeah 4k gaming for five-year-old games yep. <laughs> but um i mean there's but, always a trade-off yep but in other xbox news here uh they were originally the front runner to acquire WB Games, but now it's been released that WB Games actually might not be for sale. And Ashton, mm -hmm. you were reading a little bit more about this, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like that um, when AT&T took over, they own like HBO, they own everything, Time Warner, all this, all this Warner Brothers, everything. Um, it was reported at the time that they wanted to just axe gaming and focus entirely on basically HBO. It's suspected that they kind of said that so 
people would put in offers to buy their studios, thus raising the value of said studios. And apparently it went from not even a billion dollar company to I think two or four billion dollar company. So yeah 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 they they jumped in like value like like that and now it's reported at&t's being like no no they're successful what are you we were kind of talking about it but not really and it's like <laughs> yeah okay but uh-huh you wanted to see how much people would give you yep and there you go yep be honest corporations you're scummy just be honest scum that's all <laughs> 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 just be honest about your scumminess. You can be scummy, but just just own up to it. <laughs> you can be honest, scum. Hey, yeah. speaking of scummy corporations here, in my opinion, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. They. It's not cool. No, no, this isn't cool. Um, they are not going to be allowing game streaming apps like XCloud or Stadia on there, using the excuse of. They can't be in control of every game that goes out there. Well, you shouldn't be. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you shouldn't be. I think it's more of the... Everything that goes through the Apple process has to be approved by a certain amount of staff. Mm. Them saying they... It's like them saying they don't have the resources or the manpower, a.k.a. the wealthiest... One of the wealthiest corporations in the world... Like a trillion dollar company. Yeah. And they're like, nah, like, we can't afford like it. Like we make 30% of Fortnite. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Just, you're just being stupid and like, like, just be like, no, we got the apples. It's more self-interest than actual anything too. I, I sometimes think that Apple does these things intentionally because they know it's going to piss off Apple haters like myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little annoying. They're very, I, mean, I'm, I think I'm they're a very spiteful Apple. company. <laughs> I don't use Apple. I don't know about you, Jerry. If you use Apple, I assume you don't. You know, the best Apple product there ever was, iPod Classic. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll fair. That's all I got. That's fair, all I got. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, um, I the only, thing, the only thing I can actually give Apple credit for is their uh, privacy. Yeah. Their privacy yeah, policy fair. is really yeah. tight. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Maybe too I mean, tight because Jared, I've like, had to change my password to super complicated things where I'm like, I don't even remember anymore. I, mean, <laughs> I know Jerry is going like way out there with you're getting the Linux phone, aren't you? Yes, I have a Linux phone being shipped in. Nice. So he's not. He's like a screw Linux Apple, phone. screw Google. I got, I, got, I got a Linux phone. <laughs> it's got six physical kill switches. Oh. To shut off like your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth, your camera, your microphone. Like all that stuff, physically. Physically. GPS. Yep. That's awesome. That is awesome. I don't know. I I I've I'm a fan of Linux just because when I worked at the digital marketing company that I worked for, like we didn't use Windows for most of the computers there. We used uh, Ubuntu for everything, and uh, I actually ended up using Ubuntu at home here because I there was this old computer that we pulled out of my my old landlord's basement that he wasn't using anymore. It was this old HP computer. It was God, friggin', it, it didn't have a graphics card. It was all, it was onboard graphics and everything. But it, with Windows itself, it was just like, yeah, this was impossible. Even Windows 10 wasn't installing on it. But man, threw Ubuntu on there and boom, that thing was like snappy. So I, I love Linux just because of the fact that it like uses almost no system resources in, in order to run. Um, I just wish there was a little bit more compatibility with it. That's the only problem. Never you know, use the Linux project. Yep. 
yeah, completely open source. So, yep. you know, no one's profiting or anything. It's all volunteer work. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. And I do like that there's like multiple different versions of the operating system that have all been built by, you know, several different people. Um, I mean, like they even made one version of it that was like super kid friendly. And I mean, it, it made it almost look like, you know, the same like layout that you see on like Amazon free time on their on the fire tablets. So um, but aside from all that, and since we're on the topic of PCs here, uh, Ashton, you and I have been playing Fall Guys on PlayStation, but yes, there, we have. yeah, but there's been some drama and some hilarity on the PC side of things. Yeah, little little speed hackers. Yes, dudes going eight thousand times faster, and it's like, how do you think you're going to get away with this? So, for anybody who doesn't know, Fall Guys is the new. I guess you could you could call it a battle royale game. Um, it's actually not a game where you're running around shooting people like Fortnite or Overwatch or anything like that. It's a bunch of little mini games that like you'd almost think you'd find in like Mario Party or mm-hmm. on the Switch. Um, it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's 60 players all at one time, just compete, com- going through obstacle courses or soccer games, and it's just it's it's a lot of fun. On the PC side of things, just because there's been like this really 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 massive like addiction to people wanting to win. Now, I mean, I get it. Everybody wants to win a video game, but like there is a crown that you get to at the end of when you complete all the courses and like everybody is obsessed with getting that crown right now. I mean, I've even based a couple streams around like, hey, I'm going to get to the crown this time. I never. I do. mean, it's just winner, winner, chicken dinner. Thank you, Carl, for the 200 stars. Oh, thank you, Carl. <laughs> no problem. Um, but uh, but I. What I've seen now is these videos now of, like you said, speedrunners who are able to, like, blow past the entire mm. competition to, to get to the end. Um, there's even ones who have been able to uh, start during the countdown. They can start running while it's counting down. Okay. Yep. No one will notice that. Yeah. Everyone's just pointing. What's that so, guy doing? So there was a Twitter user who ended up recording a hacker going through and basically, like, flying all the way to the end to get the crown and then couldn't get the crown because he kept messing up the jump at the end. And <laughs> and the video ended up going super viral, which helped the... I forgot who, who developed the game. Do you, do you remember who makes the game? I know it's a develop, uh, Devolver yeah. uh, published game. I don't know who the indie house that made it is. So because of that Twitter video going viral, that actually sparked an immediate response from the people who made Fall Guys to start and put a curb to hacking somehow. But it definitely puts, a, I guess, a, a damper on the game for PC gamers for sure because, like, you know, now you're kind of swayed away from going on and playing and trying to win because you know there's going to be hackers on there that are doing the same thing. But honestly, that video was Hilarious. I mean, that's just a extreme case. Most of the speed hackers are like cranking their speed up 15% or like it's noticeable if you're looking for it kind of thing. But like if everyone's messing up and stuff, it's probably something you would like just glaze over. But it's shitty. Like it's a mini game battle royale. I would I understand the shooter mentality of being like, I got to kill. I got to win. But like this is literally mini games. Just people jumping around being goofs. Yep. Like, yep. <clears throat> Jerry, have you? Uh, you have, you probably you've probably played Fall Guys, have you? I haven't. I've seen it. It looks really funny. It looks like a game version of the TV show Wipeout. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a really good comparison. That that's perfect. Um, no, you're 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 right. It is fun. But um, have you uh, had any experience with any type of modding or hacking when it comes to games? You big cheater! Yeah. Are you big cheating <laughs> cheater? Well, I mean, my username is not bot. It's the opposite of what is it? Gamebot. So oh, okay. Yeah, uh, during my Quake series, I used to yeah. play, but. Yeah, I've messed around with it just to see how they work, but honestly, on like uh, playing whatnot, seriously, no. I've only done it to play around. My buddy yeah. Alan, we're all playing Counter Strike 1.5. We're going back, you know that. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I, I played Counter Strike back then too. So, <laughs> so we're playing, and he's calling me out. He's like, "Jerry, you're cheating, cheating." I was like, "Alan, if I was cheating, would I do this?" And I shot him through the wall. He said, "F you and quit." <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> no, like I have nothing against like hacking of games or anything like that, but when you're using it to your advantage to actually win online games like that, it just ruins the fun for everyone. So, and it's like, what glory do you get out of it by doing that? Besides the fact that you know how to code. <laughs> for for me personally, if I get a new game and I just want to test it out, I'll use Cheat Engine for myself. All single player stuff. Just never never competitive there's another person in it i would never do it but like sometimes it's just easier to figure out a game's mechanics if you're like well what if i could just buy whatever i want and like get a little bit further in the game than i would otherwise yeah and maybe sometimes you know achievements on steam a little too hard not hurting nobody (laughs) Ew! i i buy the games that's all i'm saying I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, there were games on PC back in the day. I'm like, all right, God mode. Let's put it in. <laughs> I mean, I was raised in the in the. We were raised in the era where like Game Shark was a thing, and mm-hmm. like, you just be like, hey, I don't, I don't want Infinite Gold and Final Fantasy, and then there you go. <laughs> there it is. That that's that's what it was. Well, I remember I used to play. Um, it was Star Wars Jedi Knight. Uh, not Jedi Master. It was no. It was Dark Forces Two, Jedi Knight, and then there was Jedi Knight Two, Jedi Academy. Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So both of them on PC, like you know, you, like there was lightsaber battles. It was cool, but there was actually a hack you could put in that would make them like lose limbs and stuff like that. Oh, but it was cool. like insanely hard to put in. And I remember putting it in for the first time, like this is so much fun slicing everyone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually why I was a big fan of um, Unleashed, because you could uh, dismember people in that game. Yes. If I remember. Yep. yep. Yeah, you, you can't in um, Fallen Order, right? No. Yeah, because no, I was actually <laughs> I was actually watching a, um, a video breaking down, like, the 10 most Souls-like games, and that came mm. in at, like, number seven, but they were talking about how, like, the lightsaber combat is awesome, but when you actually do strike an enemy, it feels like you're hitting with a foam bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, don't you know, like, uh, Stormtroopers, or whatever they're called thud, in that period, thud, thud. Yeah, just, their armor's made to fight against it, even though... <laughs> They're taken out in the movies, so I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry, Jerry is a walking meme. This dude is drinking from a massive flask yeah. right now. I noticed that earlier. I was like, is he, is he for real? This this flask is probably the size of my monitor in front of me right now. <laughs> 
That thing is huge. That's amazing. That's like a bulletproof one. Like you put it under your coat. It's like, oh. sir, we need any alcohol you got. So, Actually, it's just water. Oh. So last week, um, Ashton and I watched the uh, state, state of, play. of play. Yeah, the state of play showcase from PlayStation, and yeah, like I was like meh <laughs> through the whole thing. I knew it was coming. I wasn't expecting them to be like you know we're, we are gonna show PlayStation Five system and you're gonna see a price and you're gonna see more specs and I mean they did show off more PS Five games than I thought they were going to. <laughs> they did, but like but like not really. But like none of them really jumped out at me, and um, and now Ashton, you were telling me about what's going on with this Aeon Must Die game. Yeah, so it was um, a very stylized beat 'em up game. It was like the one that looked like it was Tron slash mm-hmm. like Edge Lord game. Yep. Apparently, the original devs of that game were under serious crunch. They threatened to leave. They were told whatever, and they left. So there's a lot of unpaid unpaid employees at the time. Uh, They just walked away from the project. Those assets that they worked for and made were eventually um, claimed by another company that then used them to make this game. So it's not the original company they worked for. It's another group that literally just took everything they did and was like, we're going to just use it anyways. And yeah, it's like you don't hear stories about this either. Like, no, there's crunch. This is mine now. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. that's what they did. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's grimy. It's very, very grimy. It's super grimy. And um, Blizzard is also coming out. It's kind of a grimy company right now. Um, you were also telling me what's going on with the uh, the employees of Blizzard. Yes, there was a um, doc file that was started spreading around through the company that listed everyone's pay, everyone's pay increases. And there was obviously a lot of, from highest to lowest, there was a huge gap. But also, the amount they were all promised, in terms of increases in, like, raises and stuff, none of them were getting it. And, like, they just kept adding, like, once it got passed along, they would add their information to it. It's to the point where everyone's just, like, kind of... Like, they're fighting against it in terms of the company, but it's kind of suspected that there's a chance that Activision Blizzard just might lay them off anyways, because that's kind of what they do to make profits. And And I was just just about to ask you, was Activision still the owners of Blizzard? And if that's the case... Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, company, yeah. but technically Activision is the quote-unquote owner. Like... Just through the transparency of it all. Kind of kind of like Square Enix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like where it's mostly Square, they just have Enix property properties. Can I can I be honest about something? The last what? Blizzard game that I played was probably War either Diablo two or Warcraft three. Okay. I play Overwatch and I played Diablo Three. I tried Heroes of Storm, and they were like, we're going to make money with this. And then they closed it down within a year, to my knowledge. I uh, I never jumped on the World of Warcraft bandwagon. I actually had a point in time where I, I personally hated the game. 
and not not because everyone was playing it. That was the problem. Like I like I want my friends back. Like I I like video games too. But when I'm coming to your house to hang out and there's like all six of you sitting at your own computers, nobody's talking to each other aside from chatting the game or through headsets. Like mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just sitting on the couch by myself doing nothing while you guys are all playing. And I just I just couldn't get into it. Like I liked Warcraft. But when they jumped into the online, like, EverQuest-style RPG, I was like, I'm checking out. But for whatever reason, they just, re- like, they, they blew it off the map with how popular the game became. And, uh, Jerry, did you, were you a World of Warcraft person? When Vanilla first released, I was. Mm-hmm. And I ended up playing up to level 50. Then all my friends were like, hey, let's go to the other side. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not leveling all over again. You guys are crazy. And that's when I stopped, honestly. Yep. So. Yeah, no, I just, I mean, I, I couldn't take it anymore. And, and I was kind of glad when I saw the game kind of die down a little bit. You know, I got some of my friends back. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that was the last uh, last Blizzard game I played. was I think it was either Diablo 2 or, or Warcraft 3. And I remember playing Warcraft 3 a lot. I loved Warcraft 3. And I mean, when they first announced World of Warcraft, you know, long time ago i thought i was going to be into it and then when i just saw like what it did to people like i don't i don't want to do this yeah (laughs) i mean i like overwatch it's good like it's fine enough it Mm -hmm. was you know it was better back in the day um and diablo 3 had his issues at first but diablo 3 now is really good i look forward to 4 i'm excited about 4 but like so much money off Diablo 3 when they had that real money auction yeah, house. The, yeah, the tra- yeah. Yep. that thing that just disgusted me and I was like, this is yeah. gross. Well, uh, Ashton, I don't know if you saw it, but Jerry, you posted something awesome the other day on, uh, I think it was on Facebook, um, of a guy who made a Diablo-like game using the, um, was he just using Unreal the, the, the Unreal Engine? And he did it in like a week, right? Yep, and it looked, days. it looked amazing. Like it looked awesome for being done in a week. <laughs> and, it, and it makes you think like, why does it take so long for some of these games to come out with this dude can do it in a week by himself? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ashton, like you have you haven't seen it, have you? No. Uh, yeah, go go to Jerry's Facebook page at some point and, and watch it. It's this this quick little video. The dude sounds like he's Russian. Who made it? Russian. Uh, uh, but like it was awesome. Like he went from scratch because what's what is the software that he was using to, to that was blueprint that's what it was and what i thought was really cool about it is like he, he challenged himself to build this using no code there was no code whatsoever it just, was it, just the, the tools basically. it was just all the tools that were built into blueprint and i'm like this that's kind of awesome. Like, I'm not taking away from people who code. Like, if you code, that's amazing. Like, you basically know another language if you're coding. Mm. But the fact that this dude took something that's a relatively new tool and used just the assets in that tool to put together a game, one, I think that it kind of opens it up for more people Jesus to be able to Christ. make... You, are you watching it right now? He did this in, like, seven days? In seven days, yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. Um... So for anybody who's uh, listening to this, I'm going to post up a link to this video on our Facebook page and actually all of our social media pages just so you can check it out too. Like this is super impressive what this guy did. Uh, like, I mean, it, it legit looks like a real game that like Blizzard would put out. <laughs> Blizzard, you lazy <laughs> bastards. <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. But um, 
But I think it's time for us to take a little trip down memory lane here. Uh, I remember one of my first fighting games being Street Fighter. Ashton, mm. what about you? Uh, I, I think my first one was actually Mortal Kombat. Mm. Um, first Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yep. I think technically that was my first one. But then eventually I did, like, my first at-home console game was Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I, I loved Street Fighter Alpha. That was, that was my jam. Alpha was sick. Alpha was amazing. Super Nintendo. Um, but uh, Jerry, were you uh, were you ever a Street Fighter guy? Absolutely. Yeah. In the arcade all the time. Obviously, how most of us met. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Dance Dance Revolution. But yep. you know, I, I think we had like what Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct. Marvel versus Capcom Two. Street Fighter versus X Men. Yep. Like every Capcom fighter. That could exist. We had access it, access access to it at the mall. Um, but sad news from the Capcom world: Yoshinori Ono is going to be leaving the company after 30 years with them. He is the original guy behind Street Fighter, and it's a he's, uh, he's a big yeah. uh, part of just keeping fighting games alive mm-hmm. at Capcom. It's not just even just Street Fighter. Just being like, hey guys, maybe we should like. He really wanted to do a new new. Um, Darkstarkers. He was behind a lot of the Marvel vs. Capcom stuff. He tried to make Infinite as good as he could, even being an outside party to it, I think. Um, was that man's it, was, a legend. Was, was Infinite bad? Because I haven't played it yet. Gameplay-wise? No. It's a perfectly fine fighting game. It's just people didn't like the... My Chun-Li looks ugly. My dolls are <laughs> ugly. There's no X-Men in this. I can't. Ooh. I think my my only problem was is when they moved to um, um, Marvel. What was it? Was was it three? Was it one of they first kind of went with like the three D style ish? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, they like they cut back on the characters, and it's like they no, did, but give, not in give... Ultimate because they wanted to sell you the same game again, well, which I... is a lesson <laughs> they're learning now. <laughs> Probably shouldn't do that. I mean, didn't didn't they do that with? What was it? Street Fighter Four or Street Fighter Five? They did the All same right, thing. All right, so here's the thing: for four, two, there's two. there's <laughs> yeah. Super and then Ultra, and then for five, there's Super Arcade is now, and there's a new one coming out. Super Arcade Ultra Alpha Edition. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably call Champion or something, but it's like the fourth Turbo. season of the game or something. But um. But yeah, so sad news from from there. But at the same time, big thanks to a guy who brought some legendary fighting games into yeah. our arcades. And he also rooms. had involvement in Devil May Cry too. Did he? Yes, slight I did not know inf- that. influence in there. I love Devil um, May Cry, except yeah. except Devil May Cry three. Why three? Three <laughs> is like it, one of the best ones. It's so hard. <laughs> well, that's not that's not the game's fault. It's like, it's bad it's like game. get good. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Devil May Cry made by From Software. <laughs> Basically, it might as well be. Um, um, so, anyways, here, uh, Ashton, uh, you and I, I know, are very, very excited about this. Rocksteady is coming back. I'm. I'm not that. You know, it's you're not that excited. I'm excited about it. I would have been more excited if it was about one of the characters, not the cast of characters. We're talking about Suicide Squad, everybody. That's right. But the thing is about it is, I thought you would have been excited because the goal is get Superman. Like, 
I don't know. I like <laughs> super, super. All right. So everyone who does, doesn't know this, Superman's my number one superhero. Literally best superhero ever. Period. <laughs> I don't care if you like Batman. <laughs> Frankly enough, he's a shitty hero. If he hey. really. No. Hey. Thing. Here's the thing. He has enough money to literally pull everyone out of the gutter in Gotham. What does he use his money on? Space stations. Battle space stations. So no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't give me this. At least Superman has an argument like, yeah, I don't want to kill people and I'm only one person. Doesn't Superman have like a giant fortress made out of like crystal and ice? And what do you want people to live in Antarctica? Because that's where it is. I'm just saying. Like, I thought you would have been a little bit more excited based on the fact. That I mean, we, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a cool we, premise. Yeah, like, we, well, the fact you're we, this like anti-hero group going against Superman. Like, that's cool. Part of me is wondering if they're gonna pull like a thing where you are actually gonna get to play as Superman. I would love if if I want to. I've wanted a good Superman well, game that's my, my thing. entire life. That's my thing. It's like we haven't had a, a good Superman game since Death and Returns on Super NES, and that was a beat em up <laughs> that wasn't even that good. <laughs> Do you know I almost said you know, I almost said Superman sixty four? No. <laughs> there was one before that. Come on, you can fly around. <laughs> no. You have to fly through rings every other stage. Eventually they move. It's a horrible game. Death um, and Returns. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Rocksteady, who's going to be making the Suicide Squad game, they are most famously known for making the Batman Arkham series. Aside from it was Arkham Origins they didn't make, right? Yes, and yeah. Blackgate Origins, which is like a mobile-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, so I personally love all of them. I mean, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, all amazing games. The so, original trilogy, they're yeah. amazing games. Yep. So, Origins, not so much. Check out my gameplay on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug number three. <laughs> Someone's got to watch them. I got to suggest it for you, Corey. You got to put a counter. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hotkey it. (laughs) It's it's gonna be like a gonna be like a Dark Souls death counter. (laughs) Look, I am a salesman. I'm selling you guys, me, and us three. See that? You're doing a great job. Thank you. Catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google. I'm never gonna have to pay for a commercial. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> Getting better at it every That's time. That's awesome. Um, no, I remember my first time playing uh, Arkham Asylum and just being like, "Wow!" First mm-hmm. off, it was just like the graphics was for me. Yeah, yeah, good. Was was they were beautiful. But I love the combat system. <laughs> I love I love the, the chaining together all the enemies around you and everything. But um, it was it, smooth. Yeah, it was super smooth. And, and it's funny because, like, they've adopted that type of play into other games now. I mean, like the Spider-Man game on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sp- it's an amazing game, but that combat system is definitely almost nearly identical to uh, Arkham. Um, um, Arkham City was uh, the first game I played in 3D. 
where it was like actually built for 3D TVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing I remember that. experience. Yeah, I remember that. Amazing. I remember it that. Added, so I love City. City is easily the best one. And it was funny easily. because it was funny because it, it actually, if you had a 3D TV, like it was like the best visual experience to play it like that. But then if you didn't have a 3D, it came with those little, you know, red and green yeah. <laughs> paper 3D glasses. Like, Here's your weird color. <laughs> Hope You're... you don't get sick. <laughs> you don't need a 3D TV to experience this game in full 3D. <laughs> no, you do. You really do. <laughs> I, we actually did report on the, the possibility that this was going to happen a few episodes ago, too. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I'm super surprised that it was just confirmed. The, yeah. the, it was a poster where it's like superman standing off looking and then it's got the suicide logo on his head yeah which kind of looks like a uh like a crosshair yeah yeah Yeah. yep so i think that's an awesome poster i honestly i I honestly think that that should just be the cover of the game like that like you don't need anything else besides that i am curious like how many playable characters are going to be in it like who are we gonna obviously have to figure you're gonna get deadshot harley quinn will probably be there useless like she always is um maybe killer croc <laughs> you're killer such a, croc's cool. you are a harley quinn hater <laughs> yeah because she's a shitty character everybody i'm sorry she's good in the modern comic books but you know what she's she's a bad character she's bad <laughs> go back to like 1994 and tell that to batman the animated series <laughs> that's where she came from yeah i know that's where she came from <laughs> And she was fine in that. And there's a lot of sexual in- innuendos like, Joker, don't you want to ride your Harley? We know what that means. Getting Joker dick. That's what that means. Don't choke. <laughs> it's Jerry and his giant flask again. Um, yep, there it is. The big flask. But, I mean, it'd be cool to see other heroes in the game, too. Like, yeah. If Batman would show up and just be like, well, oh, you got like, this Superman. There, there definitely has to be more than just Superman that they're going to yeah. have to go through to get there. And it makes me wonder if like, if Batman will be in it too. And it's like, do yeah. they got to get through Batman to get there? Nightwing and yeah. Robin yeah. and... Aquaman will be a challenge. You're going to take him down. I could see them. I could see them like maybe more of it being about anti Justice League than just Superman. Yeah. Because let's face facts, Superman is like the head of the Justice League. Yeah. Well, and that's Um, the thing. It's like, but if if like Superman is the main target of the game, like who are going to be like the little baddies? Other bosses. Exactly. Like there's not one (laughs) boss in any game. But. Jerry, have you uh, have you played any other Rocksteady games? Not that I know of. No, actually, no. Not. No, I mean, sorry, not not everybody has. I mean, it's. Uh, it, I I feel like it it kind of fit a certain niche of mm-hmm. of people and you know their gaming tastes, but um, but it's cool. It's good to have Rocksteady back. I know it's been a little bit since Arkham Knight came out, and I know Arkham Knight was like an amazing game, beautiful game, but it definitely had some mixed reception. Um, it didn't too it, much Batmobile, <laughs> way too much. Bat- Batmobile's cool. Half that game is Batmobile. <laughs> so that's where the criticism is. Uh, um, but something else is coming back or did come back. I should say this is doc disrespect. Damn straight. He came back. Mm-hmm. He came back to YouTube. He, he came did. back strong. Yes, he did. Um, for 
everybody who doesn't know, Dr. Disrespect was probably one of the most famous Twitch streamers out there. Um, he actually like really, really made himself known from his first ban, which is when he was streaming from the bathroom of yep. E3 last year. <laughs> yep. That got him banned for two weeks. The The dude is a crazy character. Um, he's one of the most unique streamers that I have ever seen and probably the main reason why he had the success that he did. A um, little over a month ago, he was streaming, and then all of a sudden, like... I gotta go. Yep, gotta go. Stream ended, and then... And banned. Just, Gone. Banned. Not, and, people aren't even allowed to play with him. Yeah. That's how banned he is. Yeah. But the thing is, is that nobody knows why he was banned. And he's not really, he's saying he doesn't know, but he's, it seems like he's, he's just, leaving it to the legal channels. Yeah. Cause I mean, he, he There's definitely like a couple million on the table. Yeah. He definitely is. You think, I mean, he's not, he hasn't come out and said it right away, but you know, he's putting together a team to definitely sue Twitch over mm. this. Um, Part of the what was happening around then is right before he was banned, there were other Twitch streamers who were banned due to like you know sexual um, misconduct. misconduct allegations, um, stuff like that. So automatically, people assumed that he was tied into that because it was so close to these other streamers and, being banned. And his wife made a statement around the same time where he where she was like, I will stand by my husband through all of this. And it kind of paints that in more of like a, there was relationship like problems mm -hmm. that may have been alluded to. And it's like, it's just weird. It's just yep. super weird. It was a couple of years ago. I remember Dr. Disrespect um, left Twitch for a little while. He's like, I need some time. And basically saying that he didn't cheat on his wife at any time mm -hmm. uh, alone, you know, figure yep. everything out. Yep. Um, he Made his comeback on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> big comeback. <laughs> big comeback. Ashton, what were the numbers again? <laughs> it was over 500,000 new viewers and subs to his channel or streaming channel. Whatever and, that was, you and, call and, it. That, and that was on his first stream, right? His first stream. First stream. Like, hey, I'm on YouTube. Didn't even really make a big fuss about it. YouTube didn't even contact or make him a, a contract nope. or anything. Nope. They were nope. just like, yeah, sure, go ahead. He broke YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, it was to the point where people were like, I want to sub to this, and they couldn't because YouTube was getting hit so hard and so fast. Mm -hmm. And yep. around the same time, Ninja went back to Twitch, and he only got like 60,000. Yeah. You know, whatever. So yep. like, yep. good um, for do the doc. I thought that maybe he would have made an appearance on Facebook gaming, but it, it does seem like Facebook gaming doesn't really have too many top tier streamers right now there it, it already has a huge community but mm. it's it there's not too many top tier i mean you either got people who are most of them are on twitch now i mean i can't say twitch has a big competitor right now with mixer gone uh mm. facebook is trying to become that competitor and now that microsoft has kind of partnered with facebook to make facebook its primary streaming platform um I don't see it becoming the main competitor to Twitch. I think Twitch is going to kind of hold the high ground for a while. YouTube would like to think that they are. Nobody likes streaming on YouTube. No, YouTube is no. incredibly broken, apparently. You, YouTube, YouTube is a fantastic library. It's a fantastic mm -hmm. It's a fantastic place to, to put content, share your content and everything. But for it to be live, no. 
No, especially not if you're a, a smaller streamer or even even a streamer who's kind of like making his way up a little bit. I mean, the only thing you're going to see that'll get a lot of views live are going to be like big events, you know, kind of mm. like the Xbox showcase or the PlayStation thing. like Stuff like that is what people are going to tune to live on YouTube. And I mean, not trying to knock YouTube. YouTube is an awesome, awesome platform for being able to share content. But again, it's not going to be something that is going to compete with Twitch. Um, I do know that... And I think you might have already said this, Ashton, that Doc Disrespect doesn't have a deal with anyone. This no. was this was just hey, he I got just like, just like, I got a YouTube, YouTube channel. Like yep. I don't got a partnership. I'm not sponsored. Like this is just me and and boom. Like <laughs> this is what happened. Um, you you gotta think that somebody is gonna be reaching out to him, being like, hey, like we want to cut. <laughs> like like you you broke our shit. We want to cut. Yeah. <laughs> you would assume. Um, I actually like didn't know much about him until like maybe a couple months ago. The only thing I did know about him was the incident of him streaming from the bathroom in E3 mm -hmm. and then and just kind of faded out of my memory and didn't really care. But I also really wasn't that well in tune with the streaming world or, or knowing like what what was happening with, with streaming. I, I, I actually used to be one of those people who was like, you know, why on earth do everybody want to sit down and watch people play video games? You can play video games yourself. But, you know, now I've kind of opened up to that, uh, to that world now. Yeah. Since Cause we, it, since, we, we yeah, do that. Yes, people we do. People watch us do we that. Do. We do. I've Come. been watching YouTube gamers though for like 10 plus years. It's yeah. just, sometimes you're like, I want to check this game out but you don't want to like put the money forward or like even care enough to play it. So it's just like, whatever. I, I think for me, it's like, I mean, my impression of game streamers and Twitch was like, Oh, you're just going there to watch somebody play games. And it's not that like, you're going there to actually for be their there, commentary. For, yeah. They're like their commentary, their content. I mean, granted, I'm sure there's a good category of people that are going there just being like, okay, I'll, I mean, I'll watch a stream where nobody's talking and they're just playing the game the whole time. But I think people like to be there. Cause it's like, you kind of feel like you're hanging out with the person. You know, I mean, especially nowadays with, you know, coronavirus going on and everything that this is the only way we're staying connected. And I think that with how Twitch streamers run their channels and good Twitch streamers are good at interacting with their chat. They're good at just being quick on the fly with like being witty and smart and everything and coming up with new and unique ideas to keep people engaged. I mean, it goes beyond the gameplay. The gameplay is just there to supplement everything else. And that's where I kind of gained a new respect for, for streaming and why I really, really enjoy streaming now. I mean, I love it. I love the Twitch community. Uh, I think it's, Probably one of the the most helpful, supportive, uh, big like biggest communities. Hey, dogs, come hey, on, dogs. Yeah, my dogs. Live but, on chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like like I said, I, I was someone who was like used to think that that's all it was. Like, why on earth do you want to go watch somebody play a game when you can just play it yourself or, or whatever? And now that I've gotten in, into it now and I've I've gotten the support. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I go on Facebook and it's depressing to go on Facebook. And I come on Twitch and you go on somebody just random dude's channel and the chat is awesome. Like, it's great. Like, especially if you're going to like not necessarily a big 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 streamer because then like it just, you're. Your stuff just kind of gets in lost. Slow mode. You can only say something once a yeah, minute. Yeah, and, and your stuff gets lost in the fur. I think for the big streamers, it's more of, it's better if you're going in there and you can kind of like 
be able to get like a question highlighted by the streamer yeah. and and then get an answer that way um but you know you go into a channel where there's like you know 40 50 people in that channel and you got like you know 50 to 60 percent of them interacting in the chat i mean it's it's a lot of fun like you know it you could just be having a conversation about what the game the guy is playing um i know there is a a streamer that i've actually become another fan of and i think i'm going to start doing this on a weekly thing where i'm finding new streamers that i enjoy and give them a plug on the show um is this guy jolo the bird he is absolutely hysterical uh he's been playing dark souls uh fall guys and most recently just started the last of us part two on its hardest difficulty um but in aside from him just playing games he does small things like when he gets a new follower he pulls out a book and does dad jokes and every you know, like he'll tell a dad joke and then he'll he's got a laugh track programmed into a, he's either got it programmed into a stream deck or he's got it in a hotkey uh, on his keyboard but he'll tell a dad joke drop the laugh track and then you've got like people talking about that joke for like the next five to six minutes in there and it's it, it it's funny like honestly the jokes are corny as hell like they're super corny they're dad jokes like you yeah, know that's that's what's best about dad jokes they're um, just awful but he also does mad libs on his channel that sounds kind of cool yeah and it's like he'll he'll you know have like a random mad libs book and like the first person to comment with like you know what a noun adjective or whatever he'll put it in there and then he'll read it off and it's like you know you watch a stream for like two hours and he'll only play a game for like maybe 40 minutes of that but he'll be talking throughout the entire thing um so yeah, so I'm giving a plug here to Jolo the Bird. Go check him plug, out. Plug, plug. Yeah, check it out. Yes. This was not shameless because it's somebody else's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wait, being, wait, are I'm you being... saying there's shame? And <laughs> plugging your own product that people enjoy, like our podcast, you can find on Spotify, Apple, and Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a master at you are. plugs. You are. Um, yeah, but I think that's pretty much it with the, the gaming news. There there wasn't much else out. It kind of seems like the Halo news just all of a sudden trumped everything. Um, Ashton, I was, wasn't sure if there was anything else you wanted to get to. Mm. Yeah, give me one second. Uh, okay. Give me, give, me, okay. give me one second. There is something I wanted purposely mentioned um i just wanted to bring up about streaming um yeah dude sir um when you're watching somebody play a video game you, you think it's just that but when you start watching it there's a community with it too um and basically it comes down to a couple points one entertainment you have somebody who's actually entertaining you creating content doing things to keep you entertained and involved your other person is your pro players your pro players you watch because you know they're top tier guys. So yep. you're like like Ninja. Good. That's how Ninja got big. Yep. By just being good yep. at Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. So and then other than that, under entertainment is like speedrunners. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's like a game and somebody's doing speedrunners like they're doing white and white. Yeah. It's just like really like, intense just watching them. Like the guy who did a speedrun of Dark Souls 3 in 28 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that real fast. That's really fast. I think he skipped like almost 90 percent of the bosses to do it but i mean that's cool i wish i could skip bosses in bloodborne because i'm all over some of them but uh i do remember what i wanted to mention because i pre-ordered the game today marvel's avengers oh yeah yeah they have really gross costume skins 
<laughs> really gross. Why are they gross? Hey, do you want your Hulk to be wearing Verizon-based pants? <laughs> How about Captain America in an Intel suit? Do you like Virgin Mobile? <laughs> How about more corporate garbage that will be forced down your throat through this game for some reason? Is this game made by EA? <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? I don't know, like, obviously it's suspected that Crystal Dynamics, the ones who are making the games, are going out there looking for these kind of sponsorships. But the fact that the game's not out yet and we're only in beta and we already we have Verizon based costume skins, not like, hey, here's like a comic book related thing or a movie. No, no. Like, this is your phone plan. What's your what, what kind of phone you got? We got pants. You want you want Iron Man in that Verizon outfit? You want how about AT&T's back there? <laughs> no it's gross i'm just i just want to put that out there and like they're free now but i could see these skins being like five ten dollars down the road too for corporate skins it's just a little gross i don't know about how you guys feel i mean i'm like i'm not against there being like a respectable level of corporate mm. advertising in a video game. I mean, like when I'm playing a game like Need for Speed, and you're seeing like billboards, like a billboard, and, or yeah, something? like yeah. some like 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 I'm cool with that. Or if I'm playing like NHL 20, and they've got like legit ads around the boards, like you see when you go to a real hockey real game, game, like stuff like that, I'm I'm okay with. But if you're just if it seems like it's out of place, and you're just plastering it there so you get eyes on a logo, then I'm like, eh. I mean, to me, that's like that's like I mean, I know you guys don't really watch hockey, but over in like the European leagues, over in like Sweden. Sweden and Russia and everything on their jerseys. I mean, they look like a freaking NASCAR stock car. They've got just ads like bumper stickers all over the jerseys. You got the logo like right in the middle and the jersey could be blue, but like 90% of it is like multicolored because they've just got ads all over a thing. And when you do that to a video game, then I'm, I'm not happy. And that's going to really take my attention away from what could be a quality game. You know what this reminds me of? <laughs> Remember the superhero from Mystery Men? Like the the top two, like he had like a Pepsi logo on his thing. Yes. He gets killed in the beginning of the movie. Yes. Or whatever. But he's like, he suits up and he's like, it's just, it looks like it does like one of those NASCAR ads. And you're just like, this is Marvel's Avengers. Oh, when Ben Stiller was relevant. <laughs> he's still relevant. What are you talking about? I don't know about that. <laughs> What's the last movie he did? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Tropic uh, no. I mean, I mean. Probably Night in the Museum 3 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rest what? in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. So, I think that was. No, actually. Sorry. I wanted to say with Marvel Avengers, since you brought that up, there have actually been some problems. One, people are not happy with the game in general since they got the beta people who pre is rough. Yeah. The beta is really, really rough. Um, and on top of that, some people who pre-ordered the game did not get the beta and then come to find out they were charged either 90 or $95 for the pre-order. Wait, what? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
on it was on PlayStation. I don't know if it happened on Xbox or the not. The beta isn't available on the other platforms yet. Okay. PlayStation was the first PlayStation, one. PlayStation was the first one. So some people who pre-order the game, when they go back and they look at like you know the the order history or whatever for a pre-order, they see that they're actually they were actually charged. It was like it was either ninety or ninety-five dollars. Um, so like they, for the ultimate. If, if that's what the ultimate version costs, but I mean, most ultimate versions are like, you know, seventy nine ninety nine. Unless this yeah, one is like yeah. one of those ones that is close to a hundred dollars. I've seen some of them where they're a hundred bucks, which, which doesn't on surprise me. Which just makes microtransactions. Sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just um, video games started with them via arcade quarters, and it will die by them <laughs> via nickel and diming people. I shall die by the token. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. like okay, <laughs> I hate microtransactions. Like yeah, they're they're bad. I don't like they're them. They're bad. I mean, a lot of times, like they're cosmetic and it shouldn't matter. But sometimes it's like there is a pay to win feel. Yes. To them, and yep. that's it's gross too. Yep. Not... Have you guys ever played Path of Exile? No. <laughs> I have it on my Steam account. <laughs> it is a game I actually put towards their Kickstarter a long time ago, like 2009, I think it was, don't quote me, but their motto is, this is free, um, no microtransactions, the only thing you have to pay extra is if you want a skin, and that's okay. it, and it's grown so much in so many expansions, have you seen the skill tree for that game? No. It put Final Fantasy X skill tree to shame. Looks that, like kids play like this, Like it's the spear grid? The like sphere the, grid. Sphere grid, the yeah. over 200 slotted <laughs> spear grid? Oh, it makes it look like a little teeny kiddie pool. No, why? That's a lot. That's, yeah. that's a lot. How? It's, what's the level cap? 99, and I think it goes up from there. Oh. That's a long game. It's what Diablo 3 should have been. I'll say it. Hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Listen, if I wanted to play Gauntlet, I'd play Gauntlet, okay? Ooh, Gauntlet. You know, you know, my only complaint about Diablo 3 was ever, was like, it's too much, like, wow. Like, it has a very wow skill tree base mm -hmm. kind of feeling where it's just like, pick what you want, and then there's nothing special about you. Get gear, though. Get that gear that gives you plus one in every... It's like, all right, well... I don't like grinding, but that's all it is. Hey, you want to do top tier? You want to get past this level? You need this gear, this gear, this gear, and this gear, and that gear. If you don't have it, you can't go past that. Yeah, that is one of the faults. But. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else as far as gaming news. Uh, Ashton, I know you wanted to finish off with the Marvel thing there, so I think it's time for us to dive, in, dive into our entertainment corner here. Um, hey, entertainment. So, bridging the world of video games and movies, Netflix is going to be dropping a documentary. I think it's later this week it's coming. I think Friday it actually comes out. Um, it is called High Score. It is going to be basically covering the history of gaming going all the way back to basically the very first concept of a video game console up to streaming and esports of today. Um, it's supposed to be just under two hours long, I believe. And the entire thing is being narrated by Charles Andre Martinet, who is the voice of Mario. And Yahoo! He's been the voice of Mario since Mario 64. 
Yahoo! Um, I uh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had no idea about this. I actually was. I had been more paying attention to that PlayStation documentary that is going to be coming out that we mentioned on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And while we were <laughs> we were watching Netflix, it um it came up in one of those like the the ads that they show whenever you you finish a show or whatever, and it's just kind of rolling through as a screensaver, and um. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta see a trailer for this. So I pulled it up on YouTube and watched the trailer. I was like, I'm sold, I'm sold. This is, this looks really freaking cool. And what I like about it is that they are gonna actually cover like what is really happening today with streaming, with esports, because I do feel like there is still a good group of people that kind of look down on people like us. Like they don't think that esports can be considered a real sport. They don't think that streaming could be a real job. And that's stupid because all those things have been proven true. Exactly. There's a million dollar tournament that happens every year with League of Legends. Every year. Well, it was it was funny because I was watching another video from uh, Harris Heller there of Alpha Gaming. Uh, Jerry, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but he uh, he's got a YouTube channel. They, he was a guy who started out on Vine. Him and his him and his girlfriend now wife they started making music on Vine and they blew up on Vine and got so big that they ended up being in like an Old Navy commercial and everything. And then Vine died. And he was like, like he had to go get a part-time job. Like they lost basically everything when Vine died. And he started, you know, building kind of like this YouTube channel that he's got built up. Um, And then he moved to Twitch and he was making music for like his own music to put up on Spotify and stuff like that. Um, And he even said in one of his videos there that he just released lately where it was basically like the title of the video was like, Twitch is your hobby, not your future. But it was basically taking from a Reddit post that somebody put up saying that, like, that's what it is. Twitch is a hobby, not your future. And the guy listed off a bunch of different things. And then Harris went over and looked him over and was like, all right, well, I can agree with some of these things. But it's like it's more than about just being a Twitch streamer. And for him, like, I mean, he's got music that he makes. He's got a YouTube channel and he's got the Twitch channel. And he was telling a story about how, like, you know, he was telling his mom that he was going to start streaming on Twitch and making money playing video games on Twitch. And basically his mom told him that like, no, like that's, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, you're not going to make any money playing video games. Like, like, no, go back to making music full time and and stuff. So, I mean, and now look at him now, like, I mean, he gets like probably, I mean, he just did a 24 hour stream on this past Saturday and he had, at any given time, 900 to like 1.5 K viewers in there. And people, I mean, and then he, he's very, very open about like what he makes as a Twitch streamer. And he makes like anywhere from like 10 to like $15,000 a month as a Twitch streamer. And I mean, and he streams a thousand of those people subbed. That's, that's five grand right, right there. Yeah. So, and I mean, like he does awesome things too. Like when he runs the 24 hour streams that every time he would reach, I think it was like 200 subs that he would reach. He would drop a 50 sub bomb on a random streamer. Like he just like, all right, every time we hit 200, we're going to go find another random streamer and then drop a 50 bomb on them. And it's like, and that's another thing that plays into like why I really, really love the Twitch community because there's so many support. Even the big streamers are really supportive. Like, I mean, 
you know, between people who raid, people who subscribe, donate, everything. Like, that's why I really like that community. But even him himself, who was already successful with what he was doing on YouTube, like, I mean, like, I'm sorry, like most parents be like, okay, I'm going to support whatever you do. But the minute he mentioned to his mom that he's going to start streaming, like, it's just like, no, you're, you're not going to well, make any money doing thing. that. <laughs> if you call it anything else, like a game commenter, mm -hmm. just like how there's sports commentary. Yeah. Like, it's just how you phrase it or how you look at it. Yeah. And it's just like, I know, like, the older generations look down on video games. But let's face facts. Millennials and everyone who's, like, a major adult that's, like, running the world now mm -hmm. plays video games. Have yeah. played video games. We yeah. grew up with video games. Yeah. Like, yeah. that stigma is pretty much going to die. Which which was, like, you know, I, and I'm happy about that. Because, I mean, that was one of the, like, part of the reason behind us starting this show was to kind of, like, all right, you know. All of us are in our 30s, and we still absolutely love video games. We love the science behind them. We love playing them. Uh, we I have love... a video game tattoo. That's yeah, a video yeah. game tattoo, yeah. everybody. And it's like, you know, between just the, the love of, of building systems to play games, the, the love of, of when a new console releases, and that just that fresh smell when That's you open a smell, box. The smell, bro. The smell, <laughs> yes. When you open that box, you're like, Woo! Plastic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I buy a new controller. I sniff that boy. I'm just <laughs> ah controller. I can smell the Japanese factory right now. Um, but yeah, it's just it's like you know the, there's a lot more, and I'm even discovering this through the Twitch community that like there's a ton of streamers who are older, like a ton. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, Ashton, you and I have gotten closer to Messiah now, and I found out he's 43. Or 42, um, sorry. He's 42. I know there's a streamer called, I want to say his name's John something. Uh, he's like widowed, probably like in his 70s. He plays RuneScape all the time. Mm -hmm. Loves it. Yep. Love it. Sweet there's, man, too. There's this other guy who streams on there, and I think his name is like Arco or something like that. But he definitely looks like he's in his like late thirties, early forties, and like dresses up in like a full cowboy getup, and mm. just sits in his living room with like it looks like he's in like a log cabin, and he's got this big like you know uh, antler mug, and, and and he's playing NES games. He's streaming NES games the entire time. Cool. Well, then there was like people like uh, Skyrim Grandma, Grandma Skyrim, who's just yep. plays Skyrim on on stream, yep. just yep. like hey, what's up? Yep. But um, but yeah, so. I don't know, kind of going off track here, but yeah, definitely that uh, that Netflix documentary looks cool. Another thing that Netflix has got coming out later, and again, had no idea what it was, is this new movie called Project Power. I uh, am so excited about this. Like, it sounds really friggin' cool. The trailer's um, cool. Um, it's got both Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Basically, the premise is the former soldier turned cop is investigating this dangerous pill that grants people superpowers. For like, five minutes. Like, that's like, I, I'm sold. Like, I'm already sold. Everyone like, has a, like, I think one of the tags in the trailer is like, you don't know what power you have until you use it. Yep. And sometimes the, the powers you get are dangerous yep. like there's a in the trailer some girl gets like ice powers but like she freezes over and dies because like her body just runs rampant for it with it and it's like that's cool when i first saw the poster for it for the movie i was like are they just gonna rip off limitless like that's what i thought it was gonna <laughs> never be. never seen it oh you never saw limitless what? Nah. actually a really good movie it was actually they really turned good that into a show 
Did did they? Yeah, yeah, they did. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Intriguing. I don't think it's around anymore. I think it was a Fox show. So spoiler alert, it was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Fox. Yep. <laughs> Bring back Terra Nova. Bring it back. <laughs> I want to see people riding dinosaurs again. <laughs> yeah. Again, that one of those shows where you're like, I'm on episode three, and I'm like, yeah, this is getting canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I like this it's, show, but it's actually, damn. It's actually good, but it's getting canceled. <laughs> damn. Hey, Fox. I mean, you did it with The Simpsons. Yay! <laughs> Only because they wanted like some awards, like longest running show and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they've been pretty clear about why Simpsons is still around. Yep, yep. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I know Jerry and I were talking earlier, and uh, Jerry's kind of in the same boat that I am, where like kids stuff like that don't get a lot of time to watch stuff. But one thing that we brought up that we could probably talk about here was Game of Thrones. I know all three of us have have seen it. Um, I, uh, Jerry, have you have you completed? Did you have you watched the whole thing? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Oh, so I could just say this, man! What a waste of time that show is. <laughs> oh my God, season eight. Sweet mammy jammy. Man, how are we gonna fit this all in? Boom! Here it is. Boom! Done. You just crumpled it up and put it in a little box. <laughs> Appreciate what we're doing for you. What was it? It was uh, was Benioff and Weiss. Those are the two two writers. Is that who it was? Oh, it's D and D. David something and yeah, yeah. Is that what you said? I think it's it's Benioff and Weiss is their last names, isn't it? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I mean, personally, like, obviously, I didn't like the ending. I was not a fan of it at all. I loved everything. Build like honestly, I loved everything through season six. Once after after season six ended, it was like there's good stuff in seven. Like there's good, you know, there was obviously a lot of stuff where they were like, we're just taking the reins and we're filling in the gaps. Battle of the Bastards was amazing. (laughs) Um, But uh, with that last season with with both of them, like the news had broken like shortly before they were developing the final season that both of those guys were going to be making a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And part of me <laughs> thinks that, that they were just like, you know, they want yeah, to- fuck this Game of Thrones shit. We're going to yeah. make that. We're going to make that Star Wars money. <laughs> they, they wanted to just get done with what they because here's the thing. HBO offered them. Hey, man, however many seasons you can do, do it. <laughs> they were like, please, we can make this 12 seasons. Yep. And the only reason we got season eight because originally they wanted to end it after season seven was that hbo was just like please just extend it that's why they have shorter episodes or not as many episodes as the seasons prior and it's just like you bastards i hate you (laughs) yeah i mean i was i was really disappointed and it's funny because they're they've actually started like some of the the cast have been like coming out now and talking more about like the show and what do they feel like it ended the way it should have. Some of them have been, you know, on the fence about it. Um, other of them, like the guy who played Jamie Lannister, they just like, they talked to him and they're like, you know, Hey, like, you know, would you ever go back if they were to you know do the show again or continue it on or anything? Obviously we know his, his spoiler alert, Jamie Lannister dies, but he basically said, Nope, 
<laughs> that that story got that story got told is <laughs> <It's> done. <laughs> I know um the guy Kit Harrison, guy who played Jon Snow. He was the first. Even when it was coming out, he was like, "Man, this is some garbage." Like he <laughs> was just so blunt about everything from the get-go. I appreciate that man so much. He was just like, "No, nah, it's a waste of time." Like, "How do you feel about the last season?" Uh, I'd much rather not. And it's just like you could tell that he just doesn't care. And he's just like, whatever. Because they didn't care. What was his lines in season eight, everybody? What was, she's me queen. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> he said those lines so often in season eight. Like that's like 70% of his script was the, she's me queen. <laughs> you want the threat? I don't want it. <laughs> Just angry all the time. Just, I feel so bad for that character because, like, he's just so like he, the part where he's just yelling at the dragon, right? And he's just like, ah, "I don't know what I'm doing." You're just like, I feel this in my heart right now. You're just. You you should be the hero, but you're not. Nope. Because you know, she's your queen. Yep. You don't want it. <laughs> oh my god. So while we're on that subject, we both know that they are going to be releasing another Game of Thrones series down the road. It's going to be a prequel taking place. About know. egg. Yeah. Yes. Um. um John's dead. Technically, I think. What? One, do you think that they are going to, like, suffer from how the show ended? And Oh, yeah. And do, do you think that, like, we should just, like, leave Game of Thrones where it is? Just, just, just leave it alone. Just let it have its space. Let people remember the good things and try their best to forget the bad. Because me personally, it's like... Had it ended on a better note, I would have been like, okay. But to me at this point is like, now you're just trying to still milk as much as you can out of the name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, they could knock it out of the park with, with another series. I mean, you know, we could, we could, it was, it's kind of like the walking dead, you know, the walking dead came out. And how it should have been over after like season three. <laughs> Aside from that, sure. season two. <laughs> I'm giving it benefit of doubt. I'm giving it benefit of doubt. I watched until Terminus, and I was like, "All right, look at the flowers. I'm done. Um, Peace." No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is a mice and men. We're we're done." Um, with The Walking Dead, of course, they spawned off Fear the Walking Dead, and now there's Walking Dead World Beyond. When and the I movie's fr- coming. What's that? The movies. Oh, and, and, and the, the movies. The three movies. Yeah, the, the three movies, which, you know, Rick is coming back. We already know that. Um, but with Fear the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead actually wasn't bad. Like, I mean, the first season was kind of eh, but once they started getting into it a little bit more, because it actually did start to differentiate itself from the original Walking Dead, um, I don't know about World Beyond. The trailer for World Beyond makes it kind of look kind of cartoony. A little bit um but with game of thrones here there is a chance that that could happen with this new series where it's like okay there, there could be some quality behind it but i feel like 
you know, because of the way that it ended, that now it's just like, all right, HBO has got to be like, all right, as long as we've got this property, we just got to milk as much out of it as we can. They do have books to go off of. And like, there's a whole bunch of world lore (laughs) books that they can use all the, all the prequel stuff that they can use. It's just for me personally, I know where the, like, I know the future point and I know that I hate the future point. So like anything they do, even if there's like, characters that we would know from the original show just a little bit younger or whatever it's hard for me to care because i know their fates and i know that at some point the original show didn't care about their fates either yeah it's just jerry what was your yeah i was gonna say what's your take (laughs) um there's just so much going on with that entire series there's so many political things family ties Mm. revenge you name it there's so much going on i'll give it a shot i'm still got that bitter bitter taste mm-hmm. in my mouth for that last season but i want to see it and how it goes and that's a diverse a little off topic but i mean we're talking about a tv series that just goes so far so far and just only so far I can get it for me breaking bad was like the perfect amount mm-hmm. yeah just... never watched it Ooh, i know <laughs> jerry's giving you a look <laughs> i saw, I saw right. etm fall on somebody's head and i was like all right i'll check this out eventually did jerry did you watch el camino i did not actually i haven't got a chance to it's, it's pretty good it, it's That's pretty good the sequel movie yes, thing it's basically what happened it's a movie basically what happened to jesse like right after the breaking bad ended so um but no i mean that's that's like a perfect perfect show for you to bring up like breaking bad was was absolutely fantastic they ended it when it needed to end i mean there there's so many good shows that like man this is this is great it's it's like a roller co- it it, it's like a roller coaster ride and then they they just keep it going a little too far and then dexter. it's and uh-huh. then it's <laughs> I was just about to, I was just about to say dexter it's like we're, we're on this fun roller coaster ride and it's like wait like i thought we were supposed to stop after the second time through it's like no we're going around the third time but guess what before you get to the end we're going to remove the tracks <laughs> like, like no <laughs> we're talking about lost just never watched it just ashton bother. Don't bother. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I know. Purgatory. That's it. That's that's all you really need to know about Lost. Maybe. Spoilers. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what happened to the polar bear. The polar bear from season one. Kate, just there it is. Did and did they ever like actually explain like the black smog? <laughs> yeah, that was the. <laughs> Isn't it like their their minds doing it? It's like wasn't the, like everything supposed to be their or minds something? or something. Once again, purgatory. So it's kind of like, <laughs> believe it or not, the the Lost video game that came out for Xbox 360 was actually a good game. It was yeah, it was actually good, and it was really really easy to get like all the achievement points. <laughs> but um, but yeah um. Uh, aside from that, Ashton and I both watched this movie on Netflix called Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Boy, this movie. <laughs> uh, basically, it is a, it, I guess you could say, is true story. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't I know. I mean, how... it's all the trial stuff. Yeah, it I like. It has to be accurate. Well, that's the thing, because they show you at the end of the movie, like, the exact, like, Camera footage, footage, quotes. Fr- footage, footage and quotes from the real travel. But basically, Zach Efron plays Ted Bundy. 
And he's a really good actor. Yes, he surprisingly. is. Surprisingly. Yes. Like, he's a creep. He's charming. <laughs> he's likable. That's and, and you and I discussed this earlier. It's like this movie, like, makes you, like, sympathize with it's Ted Bundy. <laughs> which I, is horrible. I was sad at the end because he's, like, crying and you're like... <laughs> Did he murder all those people? Yes, he murdered all those people. But, like, <laughs> you don't really get that feeling until the very end of the movie where it's, like, he kind of, like, the realization is there. But, like, there's the the quote the judge talking, talking to uh, Ted Bundy about where the title of the movie comes from. Yes. And, like, it's just really sad because like he is charming he is smart and that's the thing about the movie that i actually like was really surprised by and i really really liked it because you know i'm thinking like okay there's we're he's playing ted bundy and we're gonna get all these scenes where he's murdering women and there's not a single there's no murder there's no there is not a single killing in the movie there's one oh there is one you're right there is one there is one um but like the more of the whole movie is like just based on him and the person that he was being outside of being a serial like, killer. Like uh, <laughs> his potential fiance, mm-hmm. which is also all accurate. Yep. And um, it's really about like the trials and like how he escaped a few times, which is all also true. Yep. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of the Joker. Because yeah, you you're rooting for him, kinda? yeah, yeah, and you're just like, but like since it's a real person and there's real like historic facts about this dude and like all the confessions he did about every horrible thing he did, you're just like, I shouldn't like this guy, but like Zach knocks it out of the park and you're yeah. just like, you know. I think I think them casting him was perfect. I mean, just like because that was what the whole guy kind of like ran off of like women loved him i mean like yeah. what they showed in the movie was just like it was like you know chicks who showed up to beatles concerts and then they're all standing outside the, the courthouse with their signs like ted i love you like and it's like I just love just, him. Just, just, I, he just murdered like 16 women right, I'm, just, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna i'm gonna disclose this real quick there's a term called yandare right mm-hmm. so that's basically crazy girls that obsessed about one person and murder everyone around them i didn't really get the thrill but there was a woman who murdered somebody like this like boyfriend of hers like a year ago two years ago she's the most beautiful girl she's so cute she there's like a picture of her smiling in the police truck and you're like oh she's hot Woo! and she's just like covered in blood and i'm like i get it I get, I get it now. I get why women are marrying like princes inmates on death row because they're hot. <laughs> just, I'm sorry, everybody. But no, I mean the the movie itself, like like I said, it surprised me because I I thought we were gonna get scenes of of Zac Efron like killing people and and no, like you got more scenes of him studying to be a lawyer than you did of him actually like going out and murdering women because you didn't get any scenes of him murdering women. Like that was the part that kind of like really like hit me at the end of the movie where I'm like, uh, wow, like I actually feel for Ted Bundy because John Malkovich plays the judge. Yes. And yes, yes, yes. Basically, like he that's where the title of the movie came from. You know, once he was convicted by the jury and, you know, 
sentenced to uh, Se- yeah. death row. Sentenced to death row. I mean, John Malkovich came out and and said that the uh, you know that what he did was extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. But he was it. Ted Bundy was smart, like super smart. I mean, he was he he basically he fired his lawyer in the middle of the trial, like for incompetence. Yeah, for incompetence, and then defended himself. For the, he even he even tricked the judge into marrying him in yes, court. Yes, in court. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. And What's like, the name of this again? It is uh, extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. It's on Netflix. It's, on Netflix. it's, it's a Netflix original. You need to check that out, yeah. dude. It's a yeah. it's a really good movie. Um, there, there's a part where it's like the judge is even being like, uh, "You're so talented. You're smart. You're you're bright, and all this." Yeah, other stuff. yeah, and that and was like, it. It was it was right after he said the title of the movie. He he said that like you know like hey you know you're a super bright kid, and he said it would have been an honor for him to actually you know practice in the same courtroom. Yeah, like he would have loved to see him in in, in front of him as a lawyer. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like he's talking about it's like. How it's a sad loss of humanity that if Ted Bundy went the other way with it, he could have just been this amazing lawyer, changed the world kind of thing. And he changed the world just by, you know, being a murder and murderer. Yeah. Yep. And it's like and, and I didn't realize that like that there still could be more women that he killed that are unaccounted yeah. for. I mean, it's suspected <laughs> that he killed uh, upwards of 50, 60 to 70 yep. people. Yep. Um, a nice portrayal too was um, his fiance. Like half the movie is like just her dealing with, like she's basically Ted's obsession. Yes, and it's just like her just like dealing with the realization that the person she loves the most is like this monster. Yeah, and but like you genuinely feel like he cares about her. It's, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. No, no. Like, we could give we too, give away so the whole I movie, mean, but yeah, exactly. But <laughs> it could. Um, no, it's uh, definitely highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, other than that, the only other thing that I've been watching right now is I finally wrapped up uh, the third season and started the fourth season of The Man in the High Castle. Um, I'm actually kind of upset that I'm in the fourth season now because I'm loving the show. I, I'm, I'm still loving the fact of, like, I originally thought that it was just going to be this crazy take on like, oh, what if the Nazis won World War Two and, you know, <clears throat> go from there and then come to find out like, no, we're dealing with freaking time travel and parallel dimensions and everything like, like, what? <laughs> All good things, though. Yep. Um, and season like this new season here, like now they've they ended season three with basically like they now have the the portal constructed it, you know it kind of reminds me ashton of the full metal alchemist alchemist movie there. Oh, okay, okay the, yeah, the, yeah. the conqueror of shambhala like that's yep. like that's what it reminds me of but i'm uh such a weird movie and <laughs> why do you end your series with like the holocaust basically just gonna <laughs> throw that out there mm-hmm. why no. <laughs> but, but that's that's what it what it reminded me of and um jerry have you seen it at all um, no, actually, I haven't. The only full metal, full metal Alchemist I've actually watched is Brotherhood. And unfortunately, I somehow just ended up stopped watching it halfway. Yeah. Nothing to fault the full Alchemist Brotherhood. Just, I just. Ended it's up the superior out. full full metal. But have yeah. you checked out Man in the High Tower? 
High Castle. High Castle. High Castle. High Castle. Okay. Yeah. High Castle. Man. So the the funny thing is, is like the the actual the man in the High Castle, like the guy who's known as the man in the High Castle in the series, is played by um oh god, why can't I remember his name? We you guys have seen Office Space, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The you, you, you took my stibbler. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the that's the man in the high castle. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. That's cool. He's a really good actor. Um, but there's been like kind of a shift in the series because like you know the whole setup for the the show is you know Nazis won World War Two. They've taken over basically all of America. All of America is now called the Greater Nazi Reich. Um, but they gave Japan the Pacific states. They have basically Washington, Oregon, California, um, all basically states that run down the West Coast, they gave to Japan. And in the middle, like the Midwest, Colorado, uh, Denver area, Montana, like there's a middle strip down there that's like called the neutral zone, which is where like basically what's left of Americans who don't want to submit to either Nazi rule or Japanese rule. That's where they are. But the thing is, is like there, nobody's safe there. Like you can still be picked up by either side. Um, the, the Nazis were still going through and they were hiring hitmen to go into the neutral zone and execute Jews. Um, but now the series, it's now like the Nazis are basically like, Hey, like we don't need, Japan around anymore like we're taking over everything which is why they're trying to go to alternate worlds and conquer alternate worlds and it's cool because like now like there's kind of a shift and you're seeing that like now what's left of the Americans are now teaming up with the Japanese to take down the Nazis Mm -hmm. so I don't want to talk too much about it it's a really (laughs) really really good show I could sit here and like describe the entire plot from beginning to end because I'm just my eyes are glued to it I'm a big history fanatic I especially love the World War II era and to see a take on it like this which I originally thought like I said was just going to be like okay what if the scenario was flipped I mean like what they're doing with like Marvel and Star Wars and the what if stories but they just Mm. put a whole different twist on it with this say like nope we're bringing in parallel dimensions and time travel and like Jerry the premise of the show is that they're like they exist in this world where the Nazis have won World War II but there are these films that are showing up that are like all the reels from when we did actually when the U.S. won World War II. So like all all these, you know, all these videos of like Roosevelt, the people celebrating in the streets and everything. um, They they made their they made their way into this world. And that's who the man in the high castle is. He has this whole collection of all these films that basically show like, hey, like there's another place where we're not living a shitty life. And now my curiosity is like, where are they taking this? Because obviously they're trying to now invade that world where, you know, uh, the U S is the allies have won more or less and take that over. Um, but there's like with this parallel dimension stuff, there's also, you know, parallel characters. So like the main character has another version of herself in this other world. And, and, like I said, I could talk about it all day. Definitely check it out. Anybody who's listening right now, go check it out. It's an it's an awesome, awesome, awesome it's show. On um, but, Amazon Prime. Uh, yes, it's an Amazon Prime, Prime show. video. Yep. And yep. speaking of Prime, did you know they changed Twitch Prime to uh, Prime Gaming? No. 
I know. I know. I finally rebranded it. I know. I finally. I know. I finally linked it up to our Twitch account. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there mm -hmm. real quick. Um, um, Ashton, you have been watching a few things. I know you said you've uh, not I, as much. I know you've slowed down on the content consumption as far as watching TV and movies has gone. It's <laughs> like I need. I need to not watch. Here's the thing: when I watch TV or anything, I watch it out in the living room. The chair mm -hmm. in there destroys my back. Like the destroys it i like the sciatic nerve just hurts for forever so like i try to i want to limit my time out there but i did watch second season of the new legends of monkey it's on netflix i have confirmed that is in fact a child's show <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like um power rangers like our old Power Rangers when it came over. It has that feel of just like, yeah, like, just like this group of <laughs> teenage actors. And like, it's all right. It's still good. It's enjoyable. But like, they do this thing at the end of the story where the main hero does big sacrifice heroic thing. And, like, he's trying to save the world. And then you got love interest girl over here being a selfish see you next Tuesday. Just being like, no, you can't leave. Well, well, I want you here. Screw the world. And it's just, like, it's an annoying trait. Like, why are women written like this in, like, any media at all? It's just, I hate it. I hate so selfish. I hate this character so much now. It's just like she was pretty bad last season where it's like I went over like uh I'm gonna get strong and no one will save me. Get saved five minutes later. It's kinda like that. I hate it, but it's good. I look forward to the next season. So what you're saying is it's a female version of Yamcha. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. It's like, I'm going to be useful. Nah, I'm not. I got you. Did you think I was going to be useful this season? No. <laughs> not at all. Um, besides that, I actually went back and watched something super old. Something I liked when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I watched all of The Critic, which there was only like two seasons. So like 24 episodes. And there's a lot of comedy in that that I didn't really pick up of pick up on when I was a kid. And like a lot of these like references to modern celebrities that are still kind of around. Like there's a Harvey Weidenstein like reference. And that was like 20 plus years ago. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, this is this is sweet. This is funny. It's awkward. It didn't age well in a lot of ways, but it's still, you know. I remember when the critic first came out, I was actually a, a big fan of it. And I remember mm. it, like people hated it when it first came out. Like, I don't no, see how I loved it when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was a huge fan. Um, unfortunately, like I'm not the biggest John Lovitz fan anymore. I, I, mm. I, I don't like him as, as a person and I don't like him as a businessman. Why, why don't He's, you like him as a person or a businessman? Um, I, 
not everybody here knows, but I mean, you know Ashton, and maybe you know Jerry, but I'm a massive, massive, massive Kevin Smith fan, uh, big time, like going all the back, all the way back to Clerks, and now up to his his podcast network and the movies and everything that he's doing now. Love the guy; he's he's absolutely amazing. When he first first started bringing some of his shows live, doing his podcast live in front of other people, he did it in what was called the John Lovitz Podcast Theater. And John Lovitz owned the theater and, you know, like they would do their show Hollywood Babylon, Smodcast, like Kevin Smith used to have his own place called the Smodcastle. And it was just a small little like, I think he said it was like a 50 or 60 seat theater, like tiny, tiny place. And then they would have would do like a show every now and again at John Lovitz's theater and it would be big. Like, I mean, they'd sell it out all the time. It'd be huge. They'd bring John Lovitz on for a couple different episodes. Um, and like at first I was like, oh, this is cool. Like Lovitz is cool and stuff. And then it just, he ended up really screwing them over big time. Um, and then bashed the hell out of them. Like he, uh, he ended up, uh, shutting them out of the theater. Like the day before they were supposed to perform a show there, he wanted like 70% of the cut from the show because Jesus. They, yeah, because they were performing at their theater. And then he just went on Twitter and just like bashed, uh, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, um, it just like his character just as a person like I know John Lovitz from Saturday Night Live from the yeah, critic yeah, yeah. like and all the movies he's been in and like when you start to like peel that stuff back and you see like the real person behind it it's like eh, like there's a lot like, of um, like the one dude from Ghostbusters uh, Arnold he was in Coneheads I forget his name oh uh, Dan Aykroyd is it Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. How he's an insane occult person. Yeah. Like, insane mm-hmm. believes in the occult. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Yep. But yeah. Yep. Like, little reveals. But there was stuff that, like, Lovitz did, too. Like, the that show that he ended up cutting, like, Kevin Smith and, and Ralph out from doing. Everybody who bought tickets didn't get a refund. That's trash. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... I'm not the biggest John Lovitz fan. That's probably just because of my Kevin Smith bias, but I, I you know, I'm not going to take anything away from the critic. I, I, I really like the critic as a show. So it was um, family guy before family guy. It was a lot it of was. referential humor and stuff. Like it's real well the, written too. The only thing, and I think they, they stopped doing it like in the second season was, wasn't the first season, like the kind of like jagged animation. No, no. It wasn't? I mean, it's not as good. As the second season, but no. Okay. Uh, I, I think your home movies did that. Yeah, and that's... talking about the, Squiggle Vision? Yeah, yeah, Squiggle. That, yeah. And I, th- I, thought the, I thought the first season of The Critic was like that. I guess I'm wrong. So, but uh, but yeah, man, I uh, I got nothing else. I'm hoping here uh, this week to be able to bo- watch both uh, the Netflix documentary and uh, about the high scores, what that one's called, the, the, the video game one. Mm. And I think Project Power is out on the... Tw- 20th the 19th or the 20th it's it's out on netflix so those both look look really good um can't really say too much else is really jumping out to me um i know as far as anime goes i'm i'm kind of excited i mean i know ashton you don't care or not but uh well, yeah. it's not it's cool that it's <laughs> this. all right don't get me wrong i'm just not gonna watch it that's but all i'm saying jerry i'm not sure if you know or not but we're gonna be getting a sequel to inuyasha there's gonna be a new inuyasha series coming out uh called yashahime and ashton you said it like the main character is like the it's uh it's, it's inuyasha's brother yeah shishomaru yep. or i don't know if that's 
Uh, he has two twin twin children, and one of them is the main character. You usually, and need, usually need two to make twins. Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it'll also feature Kagome's kid as well. And like a lot of the older cast will still be there and stuff. Um, I know I've seen the guy with the hand that could solve all the problems in the world, but magically there's <laughs> bugs that poison him all the time. Here's why I don't like it. It just got tiring and old. Like Kagome and Inuyasha, will they get together? Oh my God, this character that could just kill everybody. He can't do anything. So he's useless and like, uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, and I just like Catman with big sword kills demons. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it was you know, I like that first, but hey, 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 what can so, you do about it? Well, I think we can start to wrap it up here. But before we go, Ashton, it's your hey, week. Yeah, truth and a lie. What you so got for I, us? I wrote this down, so give me one second to pull it up. All we right. should have made Jerry do one. <laughs> we should have. Listen, listen, this should have been planned ahead, just like everything else, all right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we sometimes do things on the fly. Improv. 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 We're so, so good at it. <laughs> my first of anything. So one of the first comic books I ever owned was the first issue of X-Men. The Uncanny X-Men? Uh, it was the second volume, so, like, when Wolverine and stuff were already ah. there. Um, my first anime was Gigantor, or Taijinju 28! <laughs> Sorry. Um, and my... You got the Asian giving you funny looks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Is I'm sorry, everybody. I can't tell. <laughs> what, what notes did I... Okay, and then, um... The last one, my first RPG, was Final Fantasy. And that's it. What was my first, everybody? I it wasn't you. I remember my first beer. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember? But no, that's it. Which one was my first? Final Fantasy? X-Men? Or... Gigantor. Well, I guess we're which one's to, a lie? Because we have to find out. <laughs> we're have to find out next week when we come back for episode I'm old, number remember. eight. Remember, but but Jerry gave me a fantastic idea with these two truths and a lie is that we should post them as polls on our social media oh, pages. Oh, see, look at you. So our listeners and Thank viewers her. can uh, interact with it a little bit more, um, and then that way it'll be a little bit more fun when we actually reveal it on the next episode um remember you can check out our podcast on Spotify, <laughs> Apple, or Google. we're on twitch we have a youtube channel we we're on facebook we do it all everybody <laughs> and I mean, i'm also old so that, when i that, say gigantor <laughs> i don't mean in color i mean like black and white because i got gigantor at the space stage robot <laughs> That's how old. You don't even know, Internet. You don't know. Back in my day. Back in my day, we had anime that talked like this, and it was very 
jumpy. All of a sudden, there's just, just things flying around everywhere. <laughs> it's just flying. <laughs> I don't even think I need to close. Like, like you got this. Um, but before we go, I want to thank Jerry for coming on. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was fun having Wait, her. Wait, hold on. Wait, though. what? What? Jerry, did you watch anything recently that you wanted to talk about? Nope. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why. That's why I said him and I kind of went over the the earlier before we recorded there because we he brought up the whole Game of Thrones thing and I was like, well, we can talk Game of Thrones, especially since they are going to start development of the uh, of the new series. So, but um, but yeah, no, I want to thank Jerry for coming on. It was uh, it was fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. Um, it's 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 fun having another person on here. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Kind of I definitely appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad to be here, and I have, it's been a very long time since I've talked to you, Corey. And yeah, so dude. Have to keep in touch. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. No, this was this was awesome, and um, I hopefully if it'll people be... like you, you will invite you over for more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's hope. My cat feels very sweaty. But yeah, um, I think that will do it for episode number seven this week that's number and, seven uh, definitely if uh you're watching us on twitch right now you'll be able to catch the audio the audio only version uh on spotify apple podcasts google <laughs> ashton that was your that was that was no no i did my plugs i you know it's time someone else be shameless and because you know you can find our podcast on google spotify and apple <laughs> and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast wherever <laughs> um but anybody who is listening hey you want to see us live come check out our twitch channel yeah twitch.tv slash mlg podcast we're on there quite a bit yeah Yes. We um, probably produce roughly 30 hours of content a week on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Ashton streams Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, and I pretty much stream whenever I want in between. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to still get a better schedule hammered out for that. But until then, come hang out with us. Come chat. But for now, until next time. Beep, 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 beep